Hi there. You're listening to the What's a Book podcast with Coco and Asia. Hi, Coco. Hi, Asia. I I have a few things to talk about today before we get started. Okay. Point number one. Today I am recording from inside my bed wearing a onesie. Ah, oh, how nice. You are recording from a hotel in Hawaii. <laughs> Not from a hotel in Hawaii, but from a rental house in Hawaii. A rental house in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Next thing. The book that I normally write all my information down in is gone. <laughs> and that book also has the social media written in it. Just, like, pull it up on something. You know, I will. But we'll see how that goes. And then I think the... Oh, no, I have two more points. Okay. Third point. I had to re-go over my notes because I fell asleep while taking notes yesterday. And then I woke up and then tried to read them and go, ah, this makes no sense. (laughs) So I had to redo notes. And um, the poem... Spoiler alert, we are reading a poem today. And the poem... Uh, when you asked me what poem we were going to read, I looked up what is the saddest poem <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't even write ever. I was going to ask in... if you chose it intentionally because this author also has three names. No, but that was also fun. <laughs> it was also fun when I saw that I just looked up what is the saddest poem. And you landed on this. And no, it gave me this. Like everything was just like this poem is the saddest um which we can talk about later but i'm not sure about that one well yeah i read a quick little analysis thing on it yeah i i read the fastest little analysis thing on it and like read it a couple times so this episode asia is not prepared who is it's okay i've never been prepared for one of these episodes that's true you're always not prepared I'm always not prepared. Anyway, now that we're done with my sob sob story, I just want to ask, how are you doing? Pretty good. I have, like, 15 bug bites. Yeah. It's fantastic. I have three fans in my room. We're planning on, we just, like, keep adding fans into my room. Why? Because it's funny. (laughs) Okay. So I walked in a couple days ago, and there was a second fan in here. And then yesterday, my dad brought a third fan in here. Like, we're going to get all the fans in the house in this room. All right. I was going to ask. It was just like, do you get hot when you sleep? Or Well, it's hot here. Yeah. And yeah. But it gets three hot in the fans? Night. Yeah, three fans. Yeah. Okay. Two of them are like Anyways. moving around and one of them's pointed and blowing air at me. Oh, that's fun. You need to set up a whole thing and do one of those, um, what is it? Like in the romance novels with like the hair blowing and stuff yeah. like that. You gotta do it. You gotta do a photo shoot. I haven't done a photo shoot, but I've had a moment where I'm standing in front of the mirror in here and the fans pointed at me and it's blowing my hair. It's very oh, and nice it just feels fashion. magical. Yeah. Very much Vogue. Mm-hmm. Big Vogue. Remember when I would nonstop say Vogue for like an entire day? Yeah. And that was our team name. And then we won Jeopardy so hard. We fucking crushed Jeopardy. To be fair, we were against, like, actual 11-year-olds. 
but we were that doesn't matter uh, but also we, we got it. the highest points out of like all the games and i loved how i was the person who knew about britney spears and lady gaga yeah <laughs> i was just like oh i got it just like honestly i would have expected them to go that's not fair it's a queer <laughs> i have the queer handicap Anyway, I think I think it's time to just get yeah, into okay. this. I'm spiraling today. Oh, Today's a are. good day. Um, so anyway, today we are going to be analyzing. 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 Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Um, Shut your mouth. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to be... I keep trying to say uh, doing an analysis. I can say it. I can say it if you, you do if it. you're done. Please. Today we're going to be analyzing the poem Spring and Fall by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Indeed. Analyzing. Let's Shut go. Shut up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing it. It's been it's I been know. A- it's been a long week. <laughs> anyway. I can tell. Also, yeah. I think it's hilarious with the time difference that you're doing this and it's like four. Your day's pretty much over. It's noon for me. I haven't done anything today. I'm in pajamas. Yeah. I did. I don't know what I did. I didn't do anything. I was about to pretend like I did something productive. I didn't. I woke up, ate some sausage, and then, like, cried. Anyway, let's talk about this poem. Yeah. So, this poem... Is called Spring and Fall, and like said, by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Um, it's interesting. So it was, like, published and written in 1880. And, okay, I had to double-check this so many times. And this is going to be the situation where I think I'm right, and you're going to call me out, because mm-hmm. I'm wrong. But apparently, this is, like, I yambic like 10 I don't think it's centimeter but it's something like that I I got a parts of it is an iambic tritem tritem tritameter that that thank you that I looked it up and I was just like what is it and it said that um, parts of it it's not fully yeah. an iambic tritameter I can't say but, it that well yeah yeah which apparently was like the popular thing in England at the time which this is in England mm-hmm. But so the poem is interesting. <laughs> um, pretty much what I wrote in my notes. We're going to go off the notes today because they are fun. Fun. Okay. Um, I wrote down for my summary of the poem. Not summary, but kind of the theme. It's a poem about death and stuff. <laughs> because so spring and fall. Mm-hmm. It's about this reader comes, aco- comes across a child. You mean speaker? The speaker. Yeah, that. Thank you. The speaker comes across a child. His name is Margaret, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the one you're reading has all the fucking weird... Um... Uh, it has all the apostrophes. It's a way that um, it's published sometimes to show the stressed yeah. syllables in the poem. Yeah. But anyway, so Margaret is a child and is crying. Um, and the the speaker just decides, ah, she's crying about the leaves. 
who's crying about the fact that the leaves are, are going away. Are gone. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? I wake up and I see leaves falling on the ground and I just start crying. And it's definitely not not because of my mental health. It's definitely because of the leaves. Um, so that's probably what's going on with Margaret. So she's like grieving golden over golden grove and leaving and then he kind of tries to that he i'm guessing like Mm -hmm. uh the speaker tries to be like it's fine because when you get older nothing matters it's not quite that he's like it's a (laughs) terrible thing to say to a child is what it is (laughs) yeah it is it's like he sees this young girl crying and he's like, you think the leaves falling are sad? Wait until oh, you're, you're gonna an die. Being an it's adult like sucks. those like weird adults when they see a kid crying, you're just like, oh, you think your life is hard? And they have to like say whatever. Like, you think oh, your life I'm- is hard? I do taxes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it's so out of pocket and so uncosmic. It is. Coco, I would like to ask something of you. Yeah. Could you, for me, for me, please, give us a dramatic reading? Oh. Could you please? Could you please? I'm begging for it. The listeners are like three listeners (laughs) are begging for it. We're about Come to on. get, like, two more listeners that are my parents. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. This show. Okay. Yeah, I sent it to the family group chat last night. Anyway. Oh, for... yeah. I'm guessing that's why your sister followed um, the podcast <coughs> on Instagram. When did she follow it on Instagram? Yesterday? Or a few days Yesterday ago? or the day before. I know she found it on Instagram a few days ago. But I don't think she <laughs> followed it then. <laughs> Did you confront her? Did she confront you, Coco? What the fuck is this? I'm no, coming. she was like, what is this? I thought the podcast was What's Up, Broskin. I was like, no, it died. That was like a week ago. <laughs> that was still in Idaho. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Here's my little reading of Spring and Fall by Gerard Manley Hopkins. Yes. To a young child... Margaret, are you grieving over Golden Grove unleaving? Leaves like the things of man you with your fresh thoughts care for, can you? Ah, as the heart grows older, it will come to such... (laughs) As the heart grows older, it will come to such sights colder. By and by, nor spare a sigh through worlds of wanwood leaf mill lie. And yet you will weep and know why. No matter, child, the name, sorrow's springs are the same. Nor mouth had no nor mind expressed with heart heard of ghost guest. It is the blight man was born for. It is Margaret you mourn for. Why are you ah! laughing? As the heart grows older. Ah! I'm just going to do that from now on. <laughs> it's not you, it's the poem. Ah! <laughs> ah! ah! From now on, whenever it's just like we're in English class, writing class, mm-hmm. and it'll be just like, ah, does anybody know the answer to this? I'll just go, ah, to die! 
Well, it was 1880. They talked like that. But here's the thing. If I did that, no one would be surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're a dramatic bitch. Anyway. Wow, tis I! <laughs> <laughs> if you walk into school after spring break and just went, ah, tis I! Everyone would be like, yep. From now on, whenever someone has anything, they go, oh, it's such a bummer that the leaves are gone. I'm going to go, ah, oh, so hard it grows older. And it's going to be too much. <laughs> it is going to be too much. Anyway, so that is the poem, um, Spring and Fall by Gerard Manley Hopkins. So, yeah, it's a guy. Who I think is also interesting that we don't know the relationship between him and this child. I think it would be funny if it was just a random child he saw crying. Yeah, I want to, like, yeah. But logically, who do you think this child is? Because there's no, no anything. And it's so much. Can you imagine? I feel like, logically, it would have to be a niece or something. Yeah. Because what a dick move. Like, it's already a dick move. Uh-huh. Because this is the, um, this gives me the vibe of the people who say you can't, you can't be sad, there are people who have it worse than you. Or it's just like, why are you so tired? You're young. Yeah, why are you so tired? I'm young. I'm young? Not really. <laughs> I have the bot. I'm coughing. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> 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 Directly. I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut that out with a sensor beep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm back from having a coughing fit. But this poem gives the same vibe as like you said, people who are like, You can't be tired, you're in your youth. Or you can't be sad, there are people who have it worse than you. Mm-hmm. Which first of all I have the body of an old man. How dare you? How dare you say I'm not tired? You see it. I like bend down to tie my shoe at school and that's it. I'm done. I'm on the ground. They're not even joking. Dear listeners, sometimes I make fun of Asia for being old because they'll be just walking. They're like, ah, my hip hurts. Because it does. My hip hurts. (laughs) You're a million years old. I am. I'm an immortal being that is very mortal. Um, but yeah, the relationship with this, I feel like, is a niece. Because I feel like this is something a bigot uncle would say to me. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like, um, they're like, here's what it is. There are, like, siblings, and they have, like, a big age gap-ish. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, the older one's. Oh, yeah. Child, and then this, like, younger uncle is, like, early 20s and, like, edgy emo, and he's, like, he sees a child crying, and he's, like, this is my time to shine. This is my time. to make this child cry harder. I'm just gonna cry harder. It's, like, it's honestly, like, me trying to comfort people when they're crying. It really is. They'll be, like, crying. It'll be, like, upsetting, and I'll be like, wow. That sucks. I'm uncomfortable. Um, It'll only get worse from here. Have fun crying. You know? Yeah. I do know. (laughs) 
Um, let's talk about, like, the form and stuff of the poem. Yes. I like the rhyming in it. Because it's, it's very, it's nice to the ear. It's a nice rhyming scheme. I'm, yeah, go ahead. I think it's interesting how it's, like, generally couplets and so Yeah. But then there's, like, the little triplet in the middle. Yeah. I've And it's, like, dead in the middle. Yeah. I think that's a really nice little, like... I saw it referred in my, the little analysis I read as, like, it's the climax of the poem. And also yeah. in that little section, it has a lot of, like, um... Internal rhymes and alliteration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it does. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very, this poem is very nice on the ear. It is. I, yeah, because it's very, if, I love it when poems flow really nicely. I like Mm -hmm. when poems flow really nicely or when they're very choppy. To me, there's no in between. It's like pick a lane. Yeah, but, but this one is very like flowy, and this is kind of what, like, I think of when I think of poem. You know, yeah, it's a very poemy poem. Yeah, with the with the rhyme scheme and the ah ah, <laughs> it it, it it's like yeah, the old language and the strict rhyme scheme is very poetic. But, yeah, it's just, and it's nice and short. Yeah, it's really short. It's only 15 lines. Yeah, it's 15 lines, which, honestly, I think that is a good length, because I don't know how much more I could have dealt with of this this man. Of this man talking about how when you get older, you're going to have to do taxes, and you're not going to cry about the leaves anymore. You're going to cry about student debt. Student loan, student loan debt, right? That's what it's called. Yeah. Student loan debt, yeah. Yeah, there we um, go. Or just student debt. Student. Okay, I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah, they're both correct technically. Yeah. Um. Anyway, also, when we're going to like the actual meaning of the poem, it's interesting. I don't know why this is the saddest poem ever. I feel like they're a saddest poem. Sad I know. Poems. But I think the sad part is the last line, it is Margaret you mourn for. He's saying, like, um, when you're older, you're gonna, and you have all the problems, you're gonna mourn for the person you once were, were before yeah. then. Like, yeah. splitting, like, like, taking away the joking of, like, the taxes and stuff. Yeah. It's a very real feeling of, like, one day you're gonna grow up and things are going to change and you're going to look back on like who you were like personally how I kind of think about it and how I interpreted it you ever get those feelings of like or you look at yourself or photos or old videos and stuff and you go where along the way did like the change happen yeah because that's one thing that I think about a lot it's like when did that shift happen and it's almost like saying that 
you're going to mourn for the person that you were and you're not going to know exactly when that change happened. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think is really... It which makes I, it such a sad poem. Yeah. Which, is it even that sad? I, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to save this for the other section, but we're going to talk about this now. How is uh-huh. this the saddest poem? I don't know. I feel like this should be... I feel like we're going to come back to that in the personal opinion section. Yeah. Let's talk about the meter for a hot second. Yes. Because it's something that apparently Hopkins uses a lot, and it's called sprung rhythm. Yeah, I saw a little thing about that. What, what, what do you have to say about it? I think it's like I'm uneducated on this particular part, so I'm letting I'm you I'm reading speak. a little thing. Oh, you read a little thing. You do that. So, like, ramble for a sec. Um, as soon as somebody asks me to talk, I can't. But as soon as someone's like, can you actually shut the hell up? Like, the words all exist. So we're gonna see how this works. How's everybody doing? Um, I just wanted to bring up if you have any recommendations for any fan fiction or poems, or books, or short stories, or any of that, you can DM us on our Instagram, which is what's.a.book. That one is the correct one. That's the social media that I have down, because I look at that one, like, every day. Because I'm realizing I probably have some kind of addiction to my phone, and I think I always want to get mad when these old geezers want to tell me but I'm spending too much time on my phone and technology. And I want to get mad about that. But then, honestly, I kind of think about my behavior and stuff like that. And I'm like, hmm, I could be addicted to technology. Because even here, like, we're talking, like, but also there are great things that come with it. Because we're, this podcast okay. is, okay. You can stop rambling if you care to. You know, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I read a little thing on sprung rhythm. It cleared nothing out. It's basically okay. just meant to, it's a sprung rhythm is basically just like when he wants it to be like stressed when he wants the syllables to be stressed. They're stressed when he has the apostrophes and in the iambic tetrameter, whatever. So this is tetrameter. So it's chaos. It's chaos. It's meant to be like speaking. Which makes sense. Yeah, this is very similar to human speech. Yeah. The rhythm is just meant to be like human speech. But, um, or human speech in 1880. (laughs) But, yeah, so there's no, like, clear thing. Yeah. It's just, it's just choosing whenever. Yeah. And, like, it's a strict rhyme scheme and very chaotic meter. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I saw a little point at that. It it's nice. I it, like I said, I'll say it again. It's super nice, just on the ear. It is very pleasant sounding. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any more opinions about the actual poem itself? I do not. Funny enough, I do not either. So you know what it's huh. time for. It's time for us to speak about Gerard. 
Manly Hopkins. Hey, Coco. Hey, Asia. Did you know that Gerard Manley Hopkins read the Bible every single day? Every day? Every day. Wow, you kind of cut out there for a second, but I knew where you were going. Yeah, that's every a little, single day. That's a little much. It is. So, Gerard Manley Hopkins was born on the 28th of July in 1844 in Stratford, Stratford, one of those, Essex in England. Um, he was christened at the Anglican Church of St. John's, first of all. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure it was a name, but, like, why do all saints, like, start with J? You know? There are other saints that don't start with J. Really? I always think of, like, St. Saint- Patrick. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah. The holiday that we Americans have ruined. Anyway. St. Francis. That doesn't start with a J, if I'm correct. You know, yeah, I'm I saying my... saints that don't start with J. Yeah. St. Peter. St. Peter. St. Petersburg is a place. Anyway. Petersburg is a place. Not St. Petersburg. Isn't it? St. Petersburg. No. I think it's a place in Russia, though. There's a place called Petersburg, I think, in Virginia. Yeah. I don't anyway. think there's a St. Petersburg. I'll look this up after the podcast, because this is going <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> but so he was christened at the Anglican Church of Church of St. John's, and he was the oldest of nine children. Nine children. Nine. At that point, when they are the oldest of nine children, you're like a third parent. Yeah. You're just yeah. Um but anyway, so that was his that was his deal. Um his dad was a poet and his dad ended up kinda teaching him like the thought that nature is like God's book. This is, we're gonna talk yeah. a lot about religion, just a heads up. Uh that Yeah, I'm I brought up what we're reading to my mom and I told her the author and she was like, oh yeah, that guy's really religious. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's, um, he makes interesting choices. Um, so he... Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was taught that like nature is God's book and that when we kind of like open ourselves to nature, that is when we can be like most connected to God. Which is interesting. Hmm. Just a fun thing. Um, Gerard ended up spending, because of this information, he ended up spending a lot of time learning how to, like, draw and stuff. So he was actually a really good visual artist. Um, He would draw, like, mostly, like, nature things from my understanding. Also, first of all, our source today, everybody give it up for Wikipedia. Woo! So we know this information's super reliable. Um... But after um, visual art stuff, he ended up taking time to be a poet. 
Um, he ended up going to a college that I do not know how to say. Balio. 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 You know what? You're going to do the thing where you entertain the people now. Go ahead. You do it. This is going to kill me. Entertain the people. Um, People, I'm so excited to talk about this chart with you when we get to the time. Like, I saw it and I knew that this man was going to have some interesting decisions in his life. And I'm so very pumped. Balial. Balial. Nice. (laughs) He studied classics at Balial in Oxford. Do you know what the fuck classics are to study? Classic. It's like studying Greek mythology, Greek myths, Roman myths, old stuff like that. Is that what classics are? Like studying classics? Yeah. The classical era. Then. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, he studied the class. Studied the classics. Thank you. Um, For like, you know, college. And then, in October 66, he claims to like have found God. More than he did before, I guess. Um, and he decided to give up poetry for Lent. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so he's Catholic. Yes. He's Christian. Yeah. Well, he became a Roman Catholic. Okay. He converted to Roman Catholicism and his family didn't really love that super much. Were they Anglican yeah. Christians? Yeah. Yeah, he was baptized as an Anglican church. So Yeah. They were Church of England and he was Roman Catholic. Yeah. So yeah, that's a divide. <laughs> yeah. So he actually became like estranged from his family and a lot of his friends. So, um Well, I can't imagine someone who reads the Bible every morning would they be that fun. No yeah. offense if you read the Bible every morning, but I don't think you're that fun. <laughs> Jesus Unless you're like Christ. checking. <laughs> Unless you're like check. I can't. Who reads the Bible every? That's a long book. Well, he doesn't read the whole Bible every day. But you like okay. read some of the Bible every day. Okay, that's better. I, I personally know people. The entire. I thought he was just reading the entire Bible every day. No, that's a lot. <laughs> I thought you knew thought what reading the Bible daily meant. I <laughs> guess I I didn't. It's okay. Okay, I take it back. If you read like a bit of the Bible every day, you're an okay person. If you read the whole Bible every day, fair. Fair, fair. Hey, yeah. If you read the entire Bible every day, DM us on our Instagram. What's dot a dot bug? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Call in today. Oh my god. Anyway. So he found God, gave up poetry for Lent, and decided that Roman Catholicism was his jam. Lost all of his friends and family, but that doesn't matter when you have Sky Dad. Um... <laughs> So, his his solution, you know, he could have just gone, you know, I'll stop. 
with the poetry. I'll stop writing it. That's fine. He goes, I'll uh, stop writing it for like what month and a half, yeah. however long Lent is. Yeah. He goes, I have an idea. Let me start a fucking bonfire and put everything I've ever written into it. Sir? <laughs> Was he giving up writing poetry or just like all poetry in general? Like he can't even look at it. I think um, from the information I got from my super credible source um, is it said that he was going to get rid of all beautiful things. Jesus. Chris McCandless energy. Chris McCandless would have loved this guy. We need to talk about we need to talk about that book. We do. We'll do that another time. Oh, we need to talk about that book though. Anyway. But, um, yeah, he goes, ah, I'll take everything I've ever written, put it in a bonfire, and stopped writing poetry for seven years. That's not Lent, babe. That's not Lent. That's a lot. But, yeah, it started off as just Lent, and then, well, because I think it also, welcome to me not knowing the timeline. He, um... Like, was interested in, like, Roman Catholicism and then whatever. And then he became, like, a big important part of the church in 1866. So he, like, taught Sunday school and stuff like that. And, like, swore to chastity and all that stuff. Then he became, like, a Jesuit priest or something. I don't know. I don't know religious stuff. I feel like this man's chart says a lot about him. I'm so excited to talk about it when we get to it. I'm excited. Because I'm thinking, wow, why is he so committed to this? And then I look at his chart again, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Also, I just, there's more to say about this, but I just want to say one fun thing that I found. And that is I sit here guessing the sun signs and stuff when I actually have the birthday in front of me. But I don't know and have that memorized, and I personally think it's more fun to guess. So It is fun to guess. That's what's going on there, too. Any people who think that I'm cheating, I'm not. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't have the brain to cheat, alright? Yeah. Anyways. So he stopped. And I think he also stopped drawing for, like, seven years, too. Well, he gave up all beautiful things. Yeah. So. I think he also set fire to drawings. Jesus Christ. It's such it's such an emo teen thing to do. It is. But I, I will. Except he was 1866. He was like 22. Yeah, I will give him a little bit of credit. Because I think if I stumbled across any of the things that I wrote, like in <laughs> middle school bonfire get the gasoline get the matches that's reasonable set it on fire you still haven't sent me the photo of that business card by the way i couldn't find them i thought i still had them but i didn't well then i guess you'll have to tell me don't worry you'll tell me off the podcast anyway but then after like the seven years of that he decided um maybe maybe that was a lot maybe that was a lot to do and then so he ended up kind of like writing stuff for the church and, and all that jazz. So he ended up 
somehow over in Dublin. Um, so he was like over in Dublin and he was kind of sad, kind of upsetty spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Because though he had a strong connection with Sky Dad, he no longer was making poetry or writing poetry, which he thoroughly enjoyed, was no longer using artwork as a way to express, like, ex- express, express, like, appreciation for what his dad had called God's book, which was nature. And he also was in Ireland, which was a a bit of a hop, skip, and a jump away from Essex. And so he was just kind of sad, but then he ended up kind of, like, writing a bit more, like I said, for the church, which is why it works that he stopped writing in, like, 1866, but then um, Spring and Fall came out in 1880. Yeah. Um, but so, this is fun. He ended up dying, like, he ended up dying on 1889. And this is mm-hmm. a quote. Let me give you a quote. Uh-huh. He died after several years of ill health and diarrhea. Due to... Yeah. I can't remember. I looked it up. Uh, that... Fever? And What? Fever. I on my little chart thing. It's a different website. It has a whole cause of death, and it's fever. Yeah, but a specific one entertain the people. Um. One time in elementary school, when I was sick, I read the book Fever about the yellow fever pandemic in Philadelphia in seventeen seventy seven six eight somewhere around there. Yeah. And it was really good. And then I started trying to do a little research project on the yellow fever pandemic. Typhoid fever. Typhoid fever? Typhoid. Okay, yeah. He died due to typhoid fever in the year. Well, on the day, the 8th of June, 1889, and died in Dublin, and he was 44. His final words were actually pretty pretty nice. He said, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I loved my life. Oh. So though he was an eensy-weensy-teensy-weensy bit of some could say religious nut job. Some could. Not saying I Some would. may say that. Some may say that. Not that I would. <laughs> I'm trying to save myself and I can't I think he's a religious nut job. <laughs> um, but he, this is definitely like that happiest so far of everybody. Oh, yeah. And he, um, from what I can tell, wasn't super misogynist and he didn't marry his cousin. So he's already like miles ahead. Do you know what's kind else. of a bummer? That this is our fourth episode of the podcast and already half of the people we looked at have um, married their cousins. <laughs> yeah. You know, when people say that artists are a little fucked up, they they aren't kidding. They really mean it. Yeah. Anyway, that's his life. I'm so excited to talk about the astrology. I am too. All right. Make I sure. love having an astrology podcast, don't you? 
I do too. Okay, make your big three guess. There has to be some earth sign energy. Right? There is earth sign? Yeah. I hope he's a Taurus, just so I can make fun of you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. I hate it when you're vague. I'm gonna be vague. (laughs) I have to be vague because I literally cannot contain myself about this chart. (laughs) This is a joke. This is not my final guess, but just going, all right. Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Taurus rising. <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna say Taurus moon. Virgo rising. And what what could there be? Hmm. I'm gonna swing in the dark here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something controversial. I'm gonna be controversial. Are you ready for the controversy? Are you ready? Yes. You know, actually, I'm second-guessing myself. Hold on. Pause on the controversy. The tea has not yet boiled. (laughs) Um. What could it be? You know, I'm fucking, fucking, fucking go for it, I guess. I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess a fire sign. For the sun. He's, he's going to be a Leo sun. What's going on? Okay. So we have Leo sun, Taurus moon, Virgo rising. Okay. You were kind of close. You were right with the sun. He is a Leo sun. What? <laughs> he's a Leo sun. You're going to freak out when you hear the rest of his chart. He was a Capricorn moon. So you were close. And he was a Leo rising. In the the inner- fact that... <laughs> Say your thing. It's always the ones that I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, you need to go with your gut more. Yeah. Anyway, um, the fact that I'm more astrological, astrologically versed now, so this is very exciting. Um, in the inner planets, which is Sun through Jupiter, Jupiter, and then the Ascendant and the MC, whatever that is. So eight things. Six of those things are fire signs. This man has so many fire signs in his chart. It's not even funny. Is he is he like up there with me? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. That's so much. It is. Um Okay, let's see. What's his Venus? Oh, this is ridiculous. One of the only water signs. In his whole chart, Cancer Venus. Ew. I know, right? No wonder. No wonder he swore to chastity. No wonder. No wonder. If you are a Venus Cancer, I am not sorry. I am not. To anybody who's listening, I am not sorry. Anyway. What else do we got? Shock me. Um, I, there's just so Shock many me. fire signs in his little thing. Um, 
So we got Leo Sun, Cap Moon, Leo Mercury, Cancer Venus, Leo Mars, Aries Jupiter. Nice, 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 nice. We got like Aquarius Saturn, Aries Uranus, Aquarius Neptune, Aries Pluto, Mnode Sagittarius, and then we get like more balanced Lilith, Taurus, Chiron, Virgo, Aquarius, Fortune, Aquarius, I don't know what the fuck that is, and Spirit, Capricorn. I don't know what either of the last two are. Mm. This is a different website, I couldn't find them on the other one. Hmm. So what you're saying is he is the actual worst. Yeah, that is what I'm saying. And his houses, um, he has three, so many fucking Leo placements. He's too much. He really, makes sense. He really thought God gave a shit about him enough for him to burn his poetry. Yeah. Um, he really thought. He doesn't have as many Leo placements as you do Aries placements. He has oh, okay. five Leo placements in planets and house. And houses. Yeah. And then, the fact of being a Leo sun and a Leo rising is so much. It's yeah. just... It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm oh not sure God. what an MC yeah. is, but fucking Aries that. Either. It's part of the inner planet, so it's kind of important. Yeah. Yeah. Six out of eight he, yeah, planets he, fire signs. That's so much. Yeah, he really thought. He yeah. really thought that he was doing it for Sky Dad. To like, I'm gonna burn all my stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna burn all this. That is such a Leo thing. It is. It is a Leo yeah, thing. It's just, it's just going, oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm turning. I'm turning. I'm making this a big thing when it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And it's also just like the fire signs with like excessive like passion. Fire signs don't do anything halfway. This man was like, for Lent, I'm going to give up poetry and beautiful things. So I'm going to give up poetry and beautiful things for seven years and commit myself to the church. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's very, very much. As okay, as an Aries, mm-hmm. I can speak on behalf. One of the things I'll do in an argument is if I know I'm wrong, I'll know I'm wrong halfway through, but go, I can't stop now. Yeah, I must keep going. And that it's the same energy. And that's what this man did. He joined the Roman Catholic yeah. Church. He gave up poetry for Lent. He was like, why stop there? And then he gave it up for seven years. Why stop now? I shall commit myself to Sky Dad. Yeah. Okay, I think. I don't know if there's much. Yeah, he's a, he's a lad. What a fucking he's Cancer a Venus. A Cancer Venus. I can't. Cancer Venus with the rest of that just doesn't make. It's why you're doesn't so. Doesn't sound yeah. And also, I don't think you mentioned that he ever married, did he? No. Oh, right, because he was committed it to chastity it... or whatever. No, that wasn't why. It's because he was a Cancer Venus. Who? <laughs> if you have a Cancer Venus, I'm so sorry. I, I actually I'm don't not... know much about Cancer Venus. But, like, 
I feel like I that's kind of rough on you. Also, See, I think of this many placement. Leo placements or fire placements in general, please seek help. Go to therapy. Get your birthday changed. Who knows? Mm. Just get it changed. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's go back to the okay, poetry. Back to form. Okay, going along with my inability to plan things. I had to unplug my headphones in order to plug in my phone. So now there may be bad sound quality. And I also can't get aggressive and put the microphone right to my face. I think we're all thankful for that. I don't know. I don't think you should be. I think that me getting angry into a microphone is... You can always just lift the phone up. What? You can always just lift the phone up or put your mouth close. But that is so much work. (laughs) Put in the effort if you want the effect. Oh my god. No. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to come up with something better to say there. (laughs) I think that's perfect. (laughs) Being like, oh my god, no. I am a real-life valley girl, for anyone who is wondering. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. I wanted to ask you a question. What's the question? I don't know if you can handle this question. That voice crack was so hot of me, which I just did. <laughs> I don't know ask can... the question. <laughs> did you enjoy the poem? Yes. Interesting. I liked it. Did I love it? No. No. Yeah. I think it's an okay poem. I have read many better poems. I mean, also to be fair, that's what happens when you type into Google sad poem. <laughs> <laughs> what is saddest poem? Yeah. Because um this was a not difficult week for recording but to get everything to like line up and work in a way yeah it was i'll call it challenging because of the time difference and yeah yeah time difference and trying to get everything to like just and schedules and whatever yeah um but anyway so yeah i enjoyed it was it great no but I would like to, not necessarily for the podcast, but I would like to, um, I would like to read maybe other stuff by him. I think all of his other stuff is very much religious. Yeah, at least. Is, yeah. Makes sense. Um, I think a lot of his popular stuff probably is very much religious. That That would make sense. It can never mind. But yeah. Yeah. No, not the main not the main thing I want to talk about. We kinda keep touching on it. But I also we're just gonna keep talking about it because it's upsetting me. I asked for sad. I wanted to cry while talking about it for the sheer beauty and sadness of a poem um 
and whether the tears were because of how good the poem was or because of my fragile mental state would be up for the audience to decide. But I did not get the tears streaming down my face effect of sadness that I was going for. Did you? You know, I think it's sad, but it's not, like, terribly sad. I think, um, maybe, what's that? Uh, do not go gently into that good night. I think that was called the Robert Frost poem. It's sadder than this one. The which one? Uh, do not go gently into that good night or something. Huh. I'll look into that. I don't think I've heard of it. Or if we talked about it in the school, I wasn't. It was in one of the packets at school. Oh, because, oh, okay, then, yeah, I didn't. (laughs) But, yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like where, like, because the interesting thing is I also looked at, like, different things. And I don't know, maybe. Here's my thought process. What's your this thought could, process? This could be one of the things that, like, you read as an adult. And you're just like, yeah. oh, I remember that. And oh my god, like, the feeling of... How, like, you know, how adults talk, like, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start recording when I'm not gone. <laughs> I think you're just gone all the time. I think it's unavoidable. Honestly, yeah. But yeah, I think um, this is a poem that like, in my current state of youth, I might not be able to fully, like, not comprehend. Yeah, I'm gonna say comprehend, but I don't think that's the right word. Um, Comprehend. Like, the level of sadness that, like, it's touching at. Because especially I feel like being, like, a child child. Like, I imagine yeah. reading this when I was young. I'd be like, what? Because oh, yeah. I also was illiterate. So that that would also be interesting. Okay. Be Those of us who could read as children me, Yeah, I've heard this if I was, like, ten. I'd be like, eh. Okay. Well, maybe. Depends. Yeah. I think if you showed this to your average ten-year-old. They'd be like, whatever, I'm gonna go play with dolls now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you were a bookworm child, right? I was. I read a lot. Was... Yeah. I watched TV. That's what I, I did. I watched TV too. Oh my, oh my god. This is just something going on in my life that I must talk about because we're reaching like the end of the podcast from what I understand about what we talked about. Probably. I enjoyed it. It was... Mm-hmm. Final thoughts before I get to the thing. Um, I enjoyed it. Was it the best thing I have ever read? No. Would I, lo- I want to read more from the dude? See what's going on. See his, see, read his odes to Sky Dad. <laughs> um, I love you calling God Sky Dad. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, he's, he's Sky Dad. But, yeah, I'm surprised it took you like an entire episode to call me out on that one. Well, it's because I was just enjoying it too much. Alright, cool. 
but so his odes to Sky Dad, and I'm disappointed that this wasn't as sad as I thought it was gonna be. I thought I was gonna get to cry, and I didn't cry. I've never had a poem make me cry, so I wasn't super expecting it. But like, okay. it would have been nice. It would have been nice to feel something for once. Do you know what was a sadder poem than this one? What? Um, looking for the Gulf Motel. That was incredible. We should talk about that. Mm-hmm. I loved that poem. Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's good. Kind of, um, one of the things I was going to talk about, which almost really, this is a very personal me experience, but I, I understand kind of, it. that's where it gave me the idea about how age, like, changes the perspective of the poem. Mm-hmm. I am re-watching my, like, favorite childhood show with my father currently. For anybody who knows of it, Fraggle Rock. It was an 80s show that I watched when when my dad watched when he was a child. I watched when I was really young and then not quite so young. And now I'm watching with him, watching with him again, watching with, oh my god, watching it with him once again, with him as a full grown dude and me as a, um, a dorky teen. And so just picking up on different things. And I think that's just really interesting how age changes perception of art you know yeah anyway because i remember since yeah i recently um not so recently but on the plane i rewatched a movie that i used to really like when i was younger i haven't seen it in a super long time so which movie was it i think you told me about it but i don't think i listened i watched clue you watched oh i've never seen that it's such a good movie. It's fantastic. I love it. We should watch it. Anyway. I think I told you, because I don't know if I'm going to text it, but I did. Yvette was so pretty, and I know her whole thing was that she was supposed to be pretty and hot, and they succeeded. She was so pretty and hot. Which character is this? Yvette. One more time? Yvette. It's spelled Y V E T T E. Y T T E. I'm looking it up now. Yvette. Is that the actress or the character? The character. Her name is Yvette. Clue. Yvette Clue movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Oh, they have a then and now photo. That's. I don't know what she looks like now. Uh, not the same. I doubt it. The movie is like 30, 40 years old. But oh. More. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, Anybody who's wondering, look up <laughs> Yvette from the Clue movie. And I think you'll understand immediately what exactly I'm going oh about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Anyway, podcast coming close. Podcast coming to close. Okay, so anyway, normally I'm, you know what? I'm doing something crazy. I'm doing something crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Are you ready for the craziness? Yeah. Normally, how I'll do this is I'll take this segment and I'll cut a clip in the middle and then add like I my little like interlude thing that I add. But you know what? We're changing the format. We're not doing it. We're letting it run. We're letting it flow because i'm realizing it actually works better that way 
So guess who's doing the outro today? Get me. Guess who does not have access to the socials? Me. But do you know who seems to always correct me on the socials? You. So you're going to be my safety net. I think I remember the socials pretty nice. Do you want... I? Do you want to try? I'll try doing the socials. You try doing the socials. I'll do the outro. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so much for our three listeners. Who mm-hmm. have, like, listened to... Soon to be five with my parents. Yes, hello, Meg and Eric. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening. This has been, you know, What's a Bug podcast. And, Coco, you got this. Socials, I believe in you. Okay. On Instagram, we are what's.a.book. It'll be very nice. You'll get, like, little alerts when we post new stuff on twitter we are what's a book pod what's a book is all lowercase and then pod is uppercase yes and then on tiktok we are what's a book underscore podcast i do funky little things there and make jokes about the books we read yeah and also i like have brought it up before and i'll bring it up for like the next few episodes we were having some issues with the links, so now you can go to the link tree that's in the bios of our social media, and then that'll not only take you to the other platforms, it'll also take you to whichever site of your choosing to listen to our podcast. Yes, indeed. I think that's all. Coco? It is. It. Fourth we episode. did do it. Done. Completed. Woo! Finished. <laughs>